Hey. Hello. What's up? <laughs> don't, don't say nothing again. <laughs> welcome back, Misfits, and welcome back to a new episode. I'm Fran. I'm Yali. And we are the Midtown Misfits. Today, we're going to talk about the OG Misfit, mm-hmm. the original Misfit. Who's the original Misfit? Jesus. It's Jesus. The OG. Jesus, the OG. So we're going to talk about him today. Um, we're going to ha- talk about him today, like this week and next week. We're going to split this episode up into two. Um, from today, we're going to talk about his birth all the way up to his first miracle. And um, next week, we're going to pick up back at the miracle and we're going to talk about Jesus all the way through the resurrection. Yes. All right. So let's start this off. Okay. So just a refresher, um, as we've mentioned before about us being Midtown Misfits and what a misfit actually means, it simply means something or someone who doesn't fit. So we're going to share... The original story of the original misfit, a.k.a. Jesus. Jesus. um, Which, of course, this is about how all the ways that he was different um, or didn't fit into the normal. um, Maybe expectation, society, all that stuff, or what they expected the Messiah to be um, in that time. Whether that meant the things that he did or how he acted, what he looked like, whatever that was. Uh, broadening that as far as what is a misfit um, and what that looked like in Jesus' life. Yeah, because you um, might not know the whole story of Jesus. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're gonna we all this information we got from the Gospels. Um, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In case you uh, want to fact check us. Yeah, in case see. you want to come for us, Matthew, Mark, Luke, yeah. and John. Just go ahead and cross reference. There you go, and that way you read all the little details as well. And so we try to stay in chronicle chronological order that's a hard word (laughs) (laughs) we did say last week that we didn't know big words that's a big word it's a big one and i didn't practice it because we're saying the story of jesus and we are using all the gospels there's gonna be some things that we group together or reference together uh that may not necessarily have gone in chronological order but we're gonna do our best uh but like an example uh in the next episode we talk about the miracles we probably won't name them all in order, uh, but we'll just talk about them in, in general, like the miracles. Right, because um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, e- even though they're, it, it is the same story, it is from different perspectives, so it's going to be different. Um, so just that's what she was referring to. If, if some people, some some people, one of them mentions miracles, the other one mentions less miracles or more miracles or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when you do your homework and you cross-reference us, because I'm sure some people will, yeah, um, which I hope you do, yeah. um, then that's what you're going to see. And so just to give a little rundown of who these uh, four... Uh, authors were these four gentlemen i actually (laughs) was gonna say four distinguished gentlemen (laughs) um matthew was a tax collector and he was uh in the original game you know the original uh the original brady bunch yeah yes um mark he was a disciple of paul and simon peter um and so he wrote based on recollection of, of events uh that were happening from from others and then Luke, uh, who is a doctor, by the way, uh, and later was also a disciple of Paul's, um, he wrote Luke, of course. <laughs> and then John, who's a fisherman, and he's the brother of James, who is another disciple of Jesus. Yes. Um, he is one half of the son of thunder. And no, not Thor. Um, <laughs> the son of Zebedee. Um, a lot of cool names they had back then. Um, he is also an original disciple. Uh, part of the original gang. So. 
Yeah, so. yeah. So Matthew and John um, were part of the original disciples, and uh, Mark and Luke were wrote the Gospels, but um, based on uh, one of the other disciples' recollections. All right, so we're going to start out with the story of Jesus. Um, we just, listen, listen. Disclaimer. Disclaimer <laughs> for this episode. Coming in hot. Yeah. Jesus was not white. Pause for effect. <laughs> he did not have blue eyes. Okay, this is so important. Okay, them pictures lied to you. That's not a thing. He was a Middle Eastern Jew. Yeah. He couldn't have been white. Or blue eyes, really. No, it's not a thing. He didn't like have a perm. Are... Do you know what I mean? He didn't yeah. have some pictures that he has, like, blonde hair. It wasn't yeah. a thing. I just I just want you to know that right. that's not accurate. Yeah. They're just, <laughs> they have a picture out there. It's what someone thought, maybe, but... Let's be real. That's, that's not what it is. We actually don't even know what he looked like based on scripture or history. Because um, no one told us. All, no the, one, all the things they, they told us. They focus on all the other stuff. They <laughs> but they didn't on, tell us what he looked like. Like if a woman had written one of these, we'd yes. have a lot more detail. Yes. But. Mary Magdalene had written a book or chapter. <laughs> we, would, we would know. We would yeah. know. But um, yeah, we missed out. So we're yeah. just going to have to... We're just going to have to imagine it. However, yeah. what we're imagining is not that white person. No. <laughs> it's not that white man. So let's just push that out. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now that we got that out of the way, because that was important to say, we're going to hit you with some facts. Okay. So he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Okay. So his mother, Mary, an angel appeared to Mary and said, yo, <laughs> you're going to be a mom. And he's the son of God. Okay, that is from Luke 1, 35, if you want to reference that. But that's how it happened. That's some big news to get. Yeah. yeah. You're, I'm just going to, she was, she was in the mall. Yeah. She was walking. Minding her business. Minding her business with an icy, yeah. you know, just yeah. chilling. Thinking about um, that soft pretzel. Thinking about the soft pretzel because she sees the person passing out the, uh, <laughs> passing out <laughs> the, the samples. <laughs> and um, all of a sudden, an angel appears to her and he says, hey, listen, mm-hmm. you're going to be a mom. And he is the son of God. Mm-hmm. And so she's, and say, yeah, you really don't have an option. And Mary was like, so like, how is that going to happen? Yeah. She's a little confused. Yeah. She's a little confused. She was just going for a pretzel. She was going to buy new hoop <laughs> earrings at Claire's. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's going to be a mom. She didn't know it. She was engaged to Joseph. She wasn't mm-hmm. married at the time. And now this amazing angel is in front of her telling her she's going to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And, um, what was Mary's question? She just said, how? <laughs> well, she how's said, it going to happen? She said, but like, how? <laughs> how is that going to happen? That's my interpretation. <laughs> yeah, she asked how. She's like, how is that going to happen? And the angel was like, don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit is going to come up on you and you're just going to be pregnant. And boom. Yeah. And she said, okay. Okay. <laughs> I trust you. I, you got it. You got it. This, this sounds, this sounds completely legitimate yeah. and like completely possible. And you're probably floating. This angel is probably floating. And she was like, yeah, no. This, Blowing. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah. So that was Jesus's conception. Yes. Right. So straight up the Holy Spirit. Completely not normal. No. Right. So yeah. very misfitish. Like, right, right from the start. Who has a kid that way? That's strange. Okay. Only God. Yes. Only literally only God. <laughs> and thank God because I, yes. I don't listen. Storks and angels coming to tell you yeah. that you're pregnant. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll skip that. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, now Mary is pregnant with Jesus, and we're just going to keep on with the story. Okay, so the angel appeared to Mary, right? And she's like, this is, you're going to be a mom. And then also told her, your cousin Elizabeth um, is also pregnant. Um, And, like, she's also conceived. This is also part of, like, my plan. Um, 
so, so Mary's like, whoa, okay, so my cousin's pregnant. I'm going to go visit her. So Elizabeth's actually about six months uh, ahead of her. So she goes and visits her cousin, and she's like, yo, Liz. No, um, Elizabeth is <laughs> pregnant with uh, actually John the Baptist, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So she goes and visits her, and when they meet, her cousin is, like, filled with the Holy Spirit. And so at that moment, she's confirmed. Uh, like, she tells Mary, like, I know this is the Son of God that you're going to have. Um, and so it's further confirmation for Mary to be like, okay, this is this is what God wants, you know? Right. Like, not that she doubted it, but, you know, it's always, like, one of those things, I'm sure, that God was just confirming to her. And so even before Jesus was born, he was already, like, doing stuff. Yes. So, um, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, uh, so the Holy Spirit confirmed that it was, uh, the son of God to, to Elizabeth and told Mary. Um, and so we get to fast forward a little bit to the end of Mary's pregnancy. Um, and so Jesus is about to be born. So Mary and Joseph are actually, um, traveling because they have to head back to Bethlehem, uh, because they're doing the census, the whole thing. So anyway, they go into the town they can't find anywhere to, um, like, spend the night. Uh, so they end up in, a, in, like, a barn or whatever. And so that night, actually, Mary ends up having the baby. I'm sure it was a very long trip, <laughs> maybe a little stressful. Um, and she ends up having the baby, um, having Jesus, and he is birthed in a manger. Now, you think manger, and sometimes you think, you know, a nativity scene from Christmas, or you've seen, like, the, you know, the birth of Jesus or the Christmas story. Uh, like a little play or something. They show Jesus on like some hay and he's like draped in something. And, um, you know, that's not exactly like how it happened. Like a manger is like where the animals are, okay? It's literally a stable. Um, and the manger itself is actually a place where they would put the lambs uh, before they were taken to sacrifice uh, to the temple. So it was kind of like a holding place. Uh, but that's where the, the lambs that were going to be sacrificed were placed. And so uh, just to think what that means, because Jesus came to be the lamb, you know, uh, for that died for our sins. How symbolic so that how is. So how symbolic that yeah. is um, that he ended up in that place and that's where he was born. Okay, so at, this, at the early in, in Jesus' life, um, there are also some shepherds who made their way uh, to Jesus because they had seen a star. And so that was a representation to them. They had gotten a message that um, that, that that was a sign for when the Messiah uh, was going to be born. And so they made their way to where um, Jesus was. And when they got there, uh, they were just overjoyed because it was like a confirmation of what they had heard and what they had seen. Um, so they were there. They gave him gifts. And, um, incense, and, frankincense, and myrrh. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I remember yeah. that. <laughs> so some really nice, you know, gifts. Um, and so they stayed there with him, and they worshipped, um, and then they made their, their way back home. Um, but it was just very unique in the way that they got notice of, hey, the Messiah has been born, and um, I'm instructing you to go and, and meet him, yeah, and, 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 give him. him and praise him yeah. and, and give him these gifts, uh, something that, you know, not every birth gets, right. um, but just the understanding of of them that this was very and a very important event and a very important uh, fulfillment of what God had promised them. Yeah, Loki. How do we think Mary felt when she had just given birth to this baby? 
and hay. And there's three strangers that just come up and they're like, hey, we brought you these boxes full of stuff. <laughs> How do we think she felt? She's probably upset. She's like, um, um, okay. Can I, what do I do? He is the Messiah, I guess. This is fine. Who let them into my room? Who yeah. <laughs> said they can come in? It was probably weird, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also understanding that, okay, God sent them. Right. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But, like, can you do this quickly and leave? Yeah. Because I'm in pain. Because, uh, yeah, because I'm dealing with And I have baby. to breastfeed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> There's a crying kid. Like, exactly. I know he's the Messiah, but exactly. he's crying. We get it. So. But uh, yeah. it's nice to meet you. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fast forward a couple of years, and Jesus is 12 years old at this point, and Mary and Joseph and Jesus and a couple of their family members are traveling back home from the Passover festival. Mm-hmm. So the homies are walking home. They're yeah. chilling with their carts and however they carry their stuff. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're just Ubering back home. Yeah. And um, two miles they, an hour. Yeah, two miles an hour. <laughs> and they think, you know, everybody's with us. Jesus is here. We're, yeah. we're just going home. And they've you know so they didn't have cars so they're walking (laughs) so this is a couple of days journey a couple of days into the journey when they're when they're close to home they realize they're like oh we haven't seen jesus in a while yeah yeah so they start looking within the multitude right in the family you're like hey cousin jerry is jesus do you see jesus where's jesus where's jesus bro jesus wasn't there right right yeah like oops where is our child exactly so these parents they return right because they have now they have to go the other way because they don't know where their kid is (laughs) whenever eventually when they get back to um where the passover festival was held Mm -hmm. um they start looking for jesus in that town and they're like we can't find our kid eventually they do find him and Mm -hmm. jesus is in the temple what is he doing jesus is in the temple surrounded by by men who are probably three four times his age yeah and they're 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 discussing religion right they're discussing they're they're chatting about god knows what the law of moses (laughs) the weather god knows what (laughs) god didn't know what but they were just i don't know he was just in there talking chatting it up with his homies and he was a um, curious kid. He was a curious kid. He, he had was, some questions. Yo, he was 12 years old. That's insane. <laughs> and he's talking to these religious leaders. And um, they were amazed by him. They're yeah. like, who is this kid? Like, this is insane. Yeah. So eventually, um, Mary probably just grabs him by the ear and pulls him out of the, yeah. pulls him out of the temple. He's like, where have you been? Oh boy. <laughs> where, yeah, like, child, where have you been? And Jesus literally said, he responds to his mom and he says, didn't you know that I needed to be with my father? Yeah, and there's a version that goes, in my father's business. Like, yeah. what business, boy? <laughs> <laughs> what business you got? But, but the, no, for real, he did. The, yeah, no, for real, he did. He checked his own mother yeah. respectfully. Respectful, very But respectful. the fact that this 12-year-old child knew, he knew his purpose already. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was already building on exactly. it. Exactly. So that was, that was crazy. That is a misfit in itself. A 12-year-old child, and he's just doing what he wants. <laughs> like, what um, 12-year-old is like, I'm going to go hang out with the teachers instead of my friends, you know? Exactly. So, that was insane. The fact that they were impressed by him, mm-hmm. um, it just it just says a lot. Yeah. So, um, from, from that event, um, from about the age of 12 to when he started ministry, which is about 30, um, there's really not much about him in his life. Like, any detail, anyway. Um, there is a verse in Luke 2.52... That says he grew in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and all the people. So, I mean, we can speculate a little, right? We can assume. So, we knew his dad was a carpenter in family business. So, we know Jesus was also a carpenter. He was building things. Um, You know, he... we. We know he grew his his uh, ministry because of you know everything he did 
once he was in ministry, and because he had a ministry, and the verse does say he grew in wisdom. Right, so it's literally telling us. So, like, he yeah. was studying, and obviously it's a, you know, him being in the, with the religious leaders is kind of a hint, like, yeah, that's what he did. Right. Um, and, you know, we don't know what else he did. Maybe he was on the basketball team. Maybe. You know, maybe a little football. Maybe. Maybe he was in choir. Maybe he liked choir. Yeah, yeah. that's true. He was working on his penmanship, working on his yeah. cursive, on his timetables. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> We're saying, uh, I want to say uh, basketball just because, you know, it says he grew in stature. So maybe he was tall. He, he and so, was you a know, center. He, yeah. He was a center. He yeah. was def- maybe, defense. Listen, we don't know what Jesus looked like. What if he was like six foot? Like yeah. six foot four? Like he could have been a Tim Duncan. Like we don't, Crazy. We don't know. Crazy. So, you know. With the sports references. The, yeah, that's that's the extent of what I have. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as it goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Yeah, 12 to 30. Kind of MIA. You yeah. don't really know much. Like a lot of behind the scenes. Stuff. Yes, a lot of but, behind the scenes. But I know uh, some of the scripture does say like Mary saw a lot of things that he was doing and she's like, she kept it in her heart. She kept it in her heart. So we know that Jesus was already doing stuff. You yes, know? there was a lot of preparation going yes, on. A lot we of just preparation. don't know about it. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately for us. But it does come through when we see his ministry come, you know, come to fruition or yes. whatever. Um, so even though we don't know the details from those years, we we do see the we result. See the, we see the fruit. Yeah, we, we see, see the, the fruit. fruit when he when he was a sewing. <laughs> we see the fruit. There you go. Um, so sometime uh, before Jesus emerges, because like we said, between twelve and thirty, he's just kind of MIA. But sometime sometime before he emerges, um, we have John the Baptist, mm-hmm. and John the Baptist is kind of the the focal point of um okay this is what's happening right now Mm -hmm. um john the baptist as we said prior is jesus's cousin he's a homie Mm -hmm. he was born six months before jesus so they're relatively contemporary Mm -hmm. and um he had his own ministry right um homie lived in the wilderness that's important to say okay he (laughs) lived in the wilderness (laughs) until his time to prepare the way for jesus had come and that is from luke 176 um, that was the, that was John the Baptist's purpose was to prepare a way for Jesus. Um, in Luke three, Luke chapter three, verse four, um, John basically says that John is a voice shouting in the wilderness, preparing the way for the Lord's coming it says clear the road for him. So mm-hmm. that was, that, that was his whole purpose. That was what he was mm-hmm. there for. And when we were talking about it and discussing this episode, it just makes sense that, um, he was born six months before, right? Yeah, I have yeah. to be here before you because I have to make a way for you. So that was, um, it's so symbolic and like beautiful. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so, so powerful. Yeah. And it's very cool to also like this specific scripture, just knowing that it was already, uh, prophesied from even before, like, uh, this was from Isaiah referencing Isaiah, um, chapter 40, um, you know, talking about the same thing. Like there's going to be someone that's coming to prepare the way. And that was John the Baptist. Yep. John was awesome. Yeah. A little, he lived in the wilderness, so he might have been a little unhinged, but we don't, we don't know. <laughs> he was his own person. He was, he was. <laughs> he was also a misfit. So let's just add him to yeah. the group. Um, but basically, um, as John was preparing the way for Jesus, he was baptizing people and he was baptizing people with water. So, yeah. and that was um, one, like kind of one of his main ministry things that he did was uh kind of bring 
bring that word to the people about repentance and then baptism in the water. Right. Basically, like, here, let me baptize you because the Holy One is coming. Yes. And yes. let me just prepare for you for what he's coming to do. Yeah. So, in that sense, John the Baptist, um, John the Baptizer, <laughs> he baptized you with water, but then comes Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Yeah, which is powerful. It's, it's very powerful. Basically, here, we just kind of want to introduce John the Baptist to you, but then Jesus reappears. Yeah. And um, in, in, if you can imagine this picture, John is baptizing people with water, and then all of a sudden, Jesus is walking towards him. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, just imagining that picture is probably pretty, pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Do you think John and Jesus saw each other, like, as cousins at all before Jesus reappeared? I think they did, but I don't think... They had, they, like, family Sunday dinners. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they they kind of were in their own, but they knew they had a connection, you know? So it wasn't like they were like, hey, I want to go for fairway. Okay, you go ahead. Like, I don't think it was that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I do think, like, they understood their purposes. Yeah. Um, individually and kind of like, I got you, homie. You know, like, I'm going to go do this stuff. And then, you know, when is your time? I'm going to be here kind of thing. Right. I feel so, like, like that's kind of what John you do your did. thing. And then, yeah. and then I'm gonna come right behind. And you, you know, he was he was a little different. Yeah. So you know, he's like, I I probably won't come to Sunday dinner because I'm in the wild. You know? Yeah, I'm in the wilderness. So. Yeah, but, like I'm preparing. I can't be. Yeah. I can't talk to you right now. Yeah, because I'm preparing for. I'm preparing for you. Yeah. So don't leave me alone. Like I know you. I'm but doing. I'm, I'm doing, doing the do things. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. So I was pretty cool. He's probably a cool cousin. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so sure. um. As John is baptizing with water, Jesus reappears. And basically what happens is... Um, yeah, so when John, John sees Jesus coming, he says, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. So he called him the Lamb of God. Yeah, that was so good. we're just reveling in it she's looking at me weird because i was shaking my head but i was just i was just caught in the moment i was like man that was so good but yeah it's because so um as we said before jesus knew his purpose at 12 years old right that's when we Mm -hmm. knew that he kind of knew what he was doing and then john the baptist has always known Mm -hmm. right so this is this is him telling the people that he's baptizing like see i told you like this is this is is what i've been saying this is exactly Mm -hmm. so um let's just picture jesus walking into the what was it like a lake or something the jordan river it's a river he's a Walking into the river and John baptizes him. Yes. And as John is baptizing him, he is filled with oh. the Holy Spirit. And God says, tell him what God says. This is my son with who I am well pleased. I don't know if I quoted that right. Did I quote that right? Yeah, it's pretty close, actually. <laughs> I wish I had an ominous voice. But anyway, that is what... Um, that's what God says. Mm-hmm. And then after um, Jesus is baptized, so it's cool because um, John was baptizing everybody and their mother, mm-hmm. and he baptized Jesus, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Right. And um, after Jesus is baptized, he's filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he's sent into the wilderness Boom. to be tempted by the devil for 40 days. Ooh. That's insane. That's a pretty quick uh, left That's turn a, there. Yo, it's a quick pivot. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a quick pivot. It's like, ooh, I'm here in the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay, you're going into the wilderness. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And while he's in the wilderness, like we said, he's in there for 40 days. And then the devil starts using Bible against Jesus. He starts yeah. trying to trick him and twisting the Bible and kind of obviously tempting him. But 
he's actually trying to um, manipulate Jesus and trying mm-hmm. to get him to basically use his his magnificent power right. to save himself in a selfish way. Yeah. Right. And like yeah. question things, you know, like, oh, if you are and you know, all this stuff. Right. Um, this is why it's so important to know your Bible, right? Because mm-hmm. the enemy, he will try to trick you into saying like, oh, did, did God say that? Mm-hmm. Or wait, he said this, but he also said this and like try to have you contradict God in your own head. And, um, God doesn't contradict himself or just do things in the wrong time. Like, yeah, he can do that, but that's not what I'm supposed to do. So, exactly. You know. Exactly. And as, um, yeah, <laughs> please know the Bible. <laughs> And as the devil is sending him, here's, here's basically, here's an actual conversation that happened between the devil and Jesus, right? Okay, so Matthew 4, 6 in the NLT, it says, the devil says, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scripture says, he will order his angels to protect you, you meaning Jesus, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. So the devil knows the Bible, yeah, right? Yeah. And then Jesus comes back, and this is Matthew 4, 7. He, it says, Jesus responded, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Boom. It's just, I mean, yeah. if he had a mic, yeah. he would have dropped, dropped it. You know right what I'm there, saying? In the middle of the wilderness. It's so good. It's so good. But anyway, Jesus passes the test. Of course. And by the way, he was fasting during these 40 days, right? So he was weak. Homie was hungry. And one of the tests was about the bread. Yes. Like, yes. Make some bread. He's like, like, oh, you. Yeah. The devil says you can turn these rocks into bread. And he was like, nah, Jesus, (laughs) Jesus said, (laughs) Jesus says something about um, man should not live on bread alone, alone, but on the word of God, on the word of God. Um, so again, another mic drop. Exactly. exactly. He had two <laughs> and no mics. one was around. <laughs> no one was around to hear these things. Um, but so good. So good. So um, he was tempted. Of course, he passes the test, thank God. And he leaves the wilderness. And that just goes to show that um, you can't outsmart the devil, but you can't overcome him with the word of God, mm-hmm. just like Jesus. So let's learn from Jesus. Let's learn from Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and that's where we... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, so um, from there, um, kind of going, uh, continuing with his ministry or kind of starting, um, he starts teaching um, in the synagogues. And he's teaching, and shocker, uh, people aren't very happy about it. Um, he gets rejected, basically. Yeah. Uh, they were a little too familiar with him. It's like when you know someone from like when they're kids or when they were like rebellious or whatever. The point is, um, just people were like, this is Joseph's son? Yeah. Isn't like, this a carpenter's son? Isn't this a carpenter's son? Like, dude, I saw him when he was, like, snotty little kid. Like, how is he the one, you know, preaching to us now? How is this the Messiah? Um, so it's hard for them to, like, wrap their head around someone who they just knew. Right. Um, and so they were in a little disbelief, kind of like, this can't, this can't be the kid. Like... <laughs> I saw him in diapers. Yeah, I saw him right. running around like this. This can't be right. This can't nah. be who God said is going to be the Messiah. Right. Um, and so, unfortunately, they weren't accepting of Jesus and, and his out. teaching. Yeah. So they, yeah, they lost out. Yeah. Um, so he left, uh, and then he started recruiting because uh, he's like, "Yo, I need, I need some homies." Uh, the you know, like gang, gang. The, yeah. Yes. Exactly. So he's like, I, I need some people around me. I need to start teaching, you know, um, some people around me so they can also uh, carry this on, you know. So he starts choosing his disciples. And 
just like a misfit, he did not go a traditional sense. At least it, what we think about when we look at it, when the people of that time would have looked at Jesus, be like, "What is he doing? Right. Why is he getting?" He would have gone to the temple. Yeah, he, you, I'm, I'm sure he would have. You know the scrolls. Yeah, like, come like, on. Like, quote me scripture. Okay, yeah. you sound like. Have you, you ever would. wanted to be in a band? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there would have been like a rigorous test or something. Be like, I I need you to know Bible. I need you to know the law. I need you to know X, Y, Z. How many languages do you speak? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what family do you come from? What's your lineage? Show me your genealogy right now. (laughs) Yeah, pull out that scroll and tell me. (laughs) Because I'm sure it's in your pocket. (laughs) I just carry it around, yeah. Um, But no. (laughs) But no. At least they did not. (laughs) They're like, whoa, Jesus, okay. Um, So he picked 12. Uh, Peter or Simon Peter, Andrew, James, and John, uh, they were all known to be fishermen. Uh, and then there was Matthew, who is also uh, known in one of the Gospels as Levi. He was a tax collector, and Homi was an enemy to the Jewish people yeah. um, because he he was a Jew. But he worked for the Roman government. And taxing co- the Jews. Taxing the Jews. Exactly. And he didn't just tax the Jews. He also, like, took a little extra. <laughs> he may or may not have stolen from them. Yeah, <laughs> he, he may or may not have, have stolen from his he own really people. Did. Um, <laughs> may or may not, but yes, he did. Uh, collecting, quote-unquote, taxes. And so tax collectors were not, not friends. No. Uh, no. They had to be real careful, keep their distance, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So he was one that... Jesus picked so again like why but he'll show you why exactly um and then Philip and Nathaniel uh we're not so sure about their profession but there is some scripture that kind of alludes to them yeah being to them also being fishermen yeah Yeah. and then you have uh Thomas Bartholomew another Simon Judas and another James uh people like repeating repeating names apparently yeah what like this is a misfit thing to do like i already have a james let me just pick another james <laughs> yeah and I'll, i'm just gonna have two jameses like why would you why would you have done that you know what i mean but then he, it makes me think like of now like how many johns are there right that's true. like there's so many that's so true. maybe this was like a thing of the time like james was just true. a popular name but you're like i'm just gonna pick 12 but four of them are gonna have the same name <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i'm just got the nicknames for all of them because wait you're jay no you're james exactly. jamie you're, i don't know you're big james yeah yeah exactly you're one of the sons of thunder <laughs> so yeah so like we said it wasn't i when you think of like what's a way to pick disciples uh, these guys wouldn't have been it, uh, you know. So he, I and and something that we kind of see or we understand, at least we can put ourselves in that place, is he chose normal people. Yeah. Normal people like you and me. Um, you know, I know we're not fishermen, but if you put yourself in the place of the time of Jesus, like, that was a very popular, very well-known profession. Yeah. So for you to know, hey, there's a fisherman and he's a disciple of Jesus, that was relatable, that you can understand that. So that's what Jesus did. That's what he does now as well. Like, he chooses normal people like us to just show who he is uh, through him. And that it's not about you uh, having the qualifications. It's just you being available. And if you are available, then God's going to use you. And he did that then, and he still does it now. So, of course, Jesus was criticized um, because of the type of people that he had around him. Uh, that was not something you did. 
at the time, like, I guess there was an expectation, right, of the type of people that he was supposed to hang out with. Yeah. Um, well, and because especially, like, the re- the religious leaders thought so highly of themselves yes. that they, they thought themselves above other people. So mm-hmm. they're like, there is no way that the Messiah that's coming to save all of us that we've been studying for our entire lives because they dedicated their lives to religion, yes. that he would pick any of these people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they expected him to either be the same as them or even more, probably. Exactly. Uh, to keep his distance and, you know, that kind of thing. But he didn't. Um, and so a really good example is when he calls Matthew, um, a.k.a. the enemy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the enemy of the, of the Jews, uh, to be a disciple, that was that was scandalous. That was like, uh, I'm Are sorry. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sorry. Matthew? Like that Matthew? Yeah. Are you sure it's not the other Matthew? Yeah. No. I mean, there were probably a lot of Matthews, but it was that Matthew. Yeah. Um, and so Matthew, in return, invites him to dinner. And so the Bible says that, you know, Matthew inviting Jesus, obviously he has other tax collector people that he knows. And there was other people um, in that dinner as well that they were, quote unquote, disrespectful. <laughs> we don't know big words. <laughs> Disreputable. Disreputable sinners. So again, that was also like, okay, you just called Matthew yeah. to be your disciple. We go to his house, and there are more tax collectors. He invited his thief friends. Yeah, and he's like, what's this guy doing? Yeah. And they brought other people who also were not, you know, quote-unquote good people. Right. And the the Pharisees, um, the religious people, um, asked, asked Jesus and were like, um, why are you eating with the scum? Like, the, the, the scripture literally says that. It goes, why are you eating with scum? And so Jesus answers, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Hey, with a mic so, drop. Another mic drop. Exactly. Um, and basically saying, like, you guys got it together, I guess. You don't need me. But these people at the table, they need me. Yeah. They they want to hear from me. Um, so I'm going to They're the ones them. that I came for. Yeah. Yeah. So after this scandalous dinner, uh, he rounded up his disciples and Jesus headed to Cana for a... For a wedding. Yeah, for a wedding. So for at this party. wedding, um, as far as we know, um, of course, reading the Bible, um, Jesus is going to the wedding with the disciples and his mom goes with them. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where he performs his first miracle. And that's where we're going to leave this first episode. Cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> um, but the closing thought that we have um, for this week, it just kind of ties into everything that we've been saying today. But um Basically, the the thought that we wanted to leave you with was perceive a new possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, this applies to anything, but specifically, it applies to um, what we talked about today. The people in Nazareth m- missed out on miracles, blessings, and healing because they thought that they knew the, what the Messiah was supposed to look like, speak like, and act like. And um, we're here to ask you today to perceive a new possibility, um, to open your mind, think outside the box, and just be a misfit because we don't want you to miss out on your miracles yeah. and on your blessings. I think so many times we we have a very limited view of what God can do, of who God is, of what he can do in us, and he is like so much more. You yeah. know, like It's so much greater, and the more we read and the more we pray and the more we study we understand like god is so much bigger um so be open-minded like think outside that like god doesn't fit in a box 
He never has. No. I mean, we just talked about no, it right now. <laughs> it's crazy. And um, I think when whenever whenever you think God is in a box, it's because you probably put him there. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't conceive how amazing God is and how powerful he is in our little brains. Yeah. Uh, especially our particular little brains, because apparently <laughs> we can't even speak today. But um, it's just, it, he's limitless. And yeah. um, I think the more you learn about him, the more that you pursue him, and the more intentionality you put into your relationship with him, um, you'll be able to see that. Now, I don't think we'll ever be able to grasp how amazing he actually yeah. is. I don't think that's something that we're capable of. But... Um, I don't know. The, the more we grow in, in our relationship, I think the more that we can expect and the more that um, maybe not that we'll be less surprised because every time he does something, I'm amazed. Yeah. And I, I don't ever want that to stop. But I think that we can just we we can have that hope and that um, just faith in him that that he can do anything. Like he, yeah. can, he can do anything. If it is his will, he can do anything. Right. Yeah. All right. So hopefully. um you can take that little nugget of wisdom and, and perceive a new possibility um, in, in your life in general, but also in your relationship with Jesus. And um, just know that he's limitless and um, he's amazing. He's all powerful and he loves you. Mm-hmm. And um, that wraps it up for us. We hope that you enjoyed part one of the original Misfit and we'll be back next week with part two of the original Misfit. This is Fran. This is Yanni. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>